Hi, this is Jeff Richards, Columbus, Ohio. You're listening to Barbecue Central. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine, how you doing? You have a great show, I'm a big fan. Boing. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate two feet wiener. Oh, listen, Lavernius, shut your face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. All right, just like that, we're into the second hour. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Hello. We cover barbecue and grilling-related talk. And we do it once a week on Tuesdays, live, 9 to 11. I'm also recording, so you get podcast. First hour on Wednesday, second hour on Thursday. And a best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less on Friday. Is that enough content for you? You're welcome. As mentioned just a few minutes ago, still to come on the show this evening, Jess Priles in about 13 minutes from now, and the dudes from Tales from the Pits podcast. John, are you excited about the Tales from the Pits podcast, guys, coming up? I've, I've been excited all week. All week? Yeah, this, this is big. Yeah, can't wait. So you're a big fan of the slow and sear? I absolutely am. All right. Did you get did uh, did Dave make it back to you or no? Um, he he did not. Oh, he he's just like I'm out. Yeah, no, we uh, it's just a it's a thing that we're working through. Yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing, no doubt. It's a long, very thing. long, testy thing. Yes. You're gonna do all right. It's John. Thank you, John. Wait to see what happens with uh, Tales from the Pit. Jess Pryles will be coming up on the phone in uh, 12 minutes from now. I got an email, feedback on the steak associations from last week. Dear Greg, it seems to me that the ACSA is just a less expensive version of the SCA a la Arctic to Yeti. Does SCA need to fear ACA? In my opinion, no. There's probably room at the table for Big Brother and Little Brother. As far as the National Grilling Society, looks as if it's a beefier version of the ancillary contest they have halfway done for years. Nothing really that new or exciting about it. KCBS is the kid on the playground that others tire of playing with because they are too bossy have too many rules. In a futile attempt, after some pouting over in the corner, they try to lure you back in with a new toy. Like many other innovators, in the end, I think SCA will prevail. They were and are the game changers. Sincerely, no names, please, from Virginia. No names, please. Okay. I don't know. I don't think... Well, I'm going to agree with you, no names please, from Virginia and say that I certainly don't think that the SCA is going anywhere. I don't know, because of their relative youth, it's months old, that the ACSA has any ability to forecast out, from my perspective, on if they are going to make it or not. Dan Hurst is a very successful barbecue organizer here in the state of Ohio, so I know he has that passion and that organizational skill set to move the ACSA ahead. They have a number of contests that they are either talking about putting on here over the next handful of months, and then next year in their first full year from calendar month to calendar month should have you know over 100 or so events. So can you sit here and compare a sanctioning body that just opened up a couple months ago versus the one that's been here for the last handful of years and that has a recurring spot here on my show, that being the State Cook-Off Association. I don't think we need to compare those yet. I don't think there's really any comparison at this point, and we'll see how the ACSA continues to grow. 
We'll see where their niche fits in. And it could very well be that those two fly independently of each other. And from a host's perspective, all I want to see once both are ramped up at full go, I mean, if and if the SEA is not at full go yet, I mean, where is that going to be? That's kind of scary to think about. I mean, they're doing, is it over 300 events this year or whatever it is? Once the ACSA gets to their cruising altitude and the SA gets their cruising altitude. I don't know if NGS is really trying to bill itself as a steak cook-off type competition sanctioning body versus a lot of ancillaries with a steak thrown in every now and again. But I would love to see an ACSA and an SCA at some point go head-to-head for an overall champ or, as Dan Hurst said, a top 10 from SCA and a top 10 from ACSA, go head-to-head and get a top 20 there and an overall winner. And you could go by sanctioning body winning and then an overall individual winner, obviously. You know, the more that place in the top 10, get the sanctioning body award or the steak cooking cup or whatever it is. But I think at this time, it's foolish to compare ACSA and SEA, and ACSA is going to take some because they're a new kid on the block. There's going to be a perception that they're trying to do something that is like the SEA or trying to compete with them directly. Certainly, it's a steak cooking association or it's a uh, competition steak event, so there is inherently competition in there. But at this point, I don't think we need to worry about comparisons or is one person going to w- uh, going to go away or be that much bigger than the next so on and so forth, but good email, good thoughts there. So we'll see how the American Competitive Steak Association tracks out here. Also, the National Grilling Society. Also, I don't know if you saw this in the news. For fans of Daniel Vaughn, who is the barbecue snob on Twitter, he was promoting the fact that he was having a pilot episode of a TV show entitled Smokelandia. The pilot was on Cooking Channel, I believe, a couple weeks ago. Did a lot of promotion there to get eyeballs on it. And in the end, it did not... Andrew, you are not the ...get picked up. And so that show will end up as a one-and-done for now. Again, the pilot did show, but Cooking Channel passed on it. Many of you emailing me and DMing me your experiences at steak places and reporting on your temperature recon. I got a message from a newer listener of the show. His name is Jason. He mentioned to me that he was going to a fairly upper class steak restaurant in New York City, a place called Del Frisco's, a couple weeks ago and reported back on his experience with requesting temperatures. And here's what he relayed to me because uh, I also did my first of what will be two for the end of the month because I didn't do my my own homework assignment last month, which was very unprofessional of me. But I went to a pretty fine dining restaurant in Tremont last night called Dante's. I'll get to that here in a second. But Jason went to this place called Del Frisco's in New York City. So he reports back on requesting temps and what he tells me a bit shocking. And he said that when he asked the server what temp their medium rare is cooked to, the server would not give him an answer. Instead, the server explained what color he would expect. He pressed a few other times, eventually relented because he didn't want to make his other guests feel uncomfortable, which I get that. But, and as Jason wrote, To me, while color is certainly a part of doneness, it's not the only way you get an accurate reading. Even the SCA events, while there is a color scale that the judges use to score against, the cooks are attempting, um, I'm sorry, the cooks are temping their steaks to confirm doneness. I've seen it in person. Not just going off color alone. By the way, how would you know? what color the temperature is supposed to be. Like, how would the cook know what the hell the color is unless he cut it open? 
And you know that isn't going to happen, right? They're not going to cut the stake up. But also, as Meathead pointed out earlier this month, lighting can impact how the stake actually looks once you cut it open. Bottom line, this is a long-winded way of saying that the only way to tell what temperature the stake is is to use a thermometer. Don't if the server is telling me medium, what temperature is that? Oh, it's a warm pink center. Well, what what temperature is that? What if lighting can affect color? If air on the open meat or the exposed meat can affect the color because it always gets more red when it's exposed to more air. You can't just go off of color. Now, when I was at Dante's last night, I specifically asked my server, can you take my steak to 130 degrees? She looked at me initially like I was kind of a kook, which I am. And I said, oh, by the way, I have my thermometer in my pocket. I'm not just happy to see you. And I'm going to tempt that steak when you bring it out. I wanted to give myself up fully right up front. She had no problem with that. The temp, uh, the temp carried over. I'm not going to tell you what it carried over to. That will be reported in the embedded correspondence segment. But I will tell you about Big Papa Smokers. The number one online shop for all things barbecue. The curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies get you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. Everything at BigPapaSmokers.com has been pitmaster approved by Sterling Big Papa Ball himself. From the award-winning rubs and sauces... To the American-made grills and smokers, Big Papa's has something for every type of outdoor cook. They know and are known for their championship rubs and seasonings, popular flavors like Sweet Money, Cattle Prod, Cash Cow, all proven winners on the competition circuit and in the backyard. They also have teamed up with Simply Marvelous Barbecue to form what is known as the West Coast Offense. Everybody loves that flavor profile. They also are the award-winning owners of Granny's Barbecue Sauce. Looking for a new go-to sauce that will please everyone? Granny's traditional yet powerful flavor remind us why we fell in love with barbecue in the first place. You can find Granny's Barbecue Sauce and other top-rated barbecue sauces at BigPapaSmokers.com. Aside from their premium selection of rubs and sauces, they also offer the very best charcoal, pellet, and wood cookers available today. If you're looking for a versatile smoker that's easy to use, check out the Mac 2-Star Pellet Grill. Big Papa Smokers is the exclusive Mac dealer. They even offer special packages. If you're not a fan of pellet smokers, all right. Take a look at the old Hickory Ace BP, why don't you? The only charcoal smoker that Big Papa trusts on his competition trailer. If you're not a backyard or if you are a backyard barbecue enthusiast looking for a durable and versatile grill that will last forever, the M Grill from Texas, just what you need. They're built like tanks. I've seen them in person. It's clear that Big Papa Smokers, the place to go for all things barbecue, every product featured on their website has been hand-selected to help you barbecue better. Boost your barbecue skills with the help of Big Papa Smokers, the number one online barbecue store. Call them toll-free, 877-828-0727. That's 877-828-0727. Or shop their website at BigPapaSmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A Smokers. Com. Jess Pryles, Hardcore Carnivore, coming up out of the break. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. giving you a monthly visit from a doctor of barbecue a man actually named meathead the author of a barbecue bible bloggers reviewers competitors and manufacturers by the dozens it's the barbecue central show once again here's your host greg rempe Hey, Smokin' with Smithfield committed cooks. Make sure you head to SmokinWithSmithfield.com and report your first place prize winnings and claims to your prizes. Have you registered to compete in the American Royal Pork Loin Ancillary? Smithfield just increased the prize purse to six grand. Make sure you sign up at the American Royal website today. And don't forget to sign up for the Smithfield Classic, which will be in Richmond, Virginia on September 29th. 
To sign up, reach out to Jesse with Big Papa Smokers. That's Jesse, J E S S I E, at bigpapasmokers.com. And you can get in with the Smithfield Classic. I believe there's only a few spots left, believe it or not. Rapidly approaching a little bit more than a month and a half out. Again, that's September 29th in Richmond, Virginia. That is a guinea pig style event, if you will. So make sure that if you're interested in that, you get down with. Jess Pryles on the clock right now. Nothing yet, right, John? Nothing yet. All right. I gave explicit instructions, so we'll see. You know, as John said a little bit earlier, we're dealing with something for a while now. So we'll see. Now, remember, with a call-in number and a real live phone screener, my guests have to take the onus of actually making the call in themselves dangerous. I trust nobody. So, you know, for me, I just figure they're not even going to bother doing it. And then sometimes it happens. It really does. John Dawson with an email in the subject line SCA versus ACSA Remps. As it's said, the riches are in the niches. So his money on SCA. All right. Riches in the niches. Does that apply to me? Riches in the niches. While well, we're waiting for Jess Pryles, I don't know if you guys saw this in the news or not. According to eklist.com, or maybe it's Eklist, this lady, Regina Morelli Benford, fell face first onto a red hot barbecue. Whoa. Look out, Regina! Regina Morelli Benford has made an incredible recovery since suffering first, second, and third-degree burns on her face when she fell headfirst onto a barbecue and passed out. Mrs. Morelli Benford says her firefighter husband, Sheldon, 49, saved her life when she passed out after falling onto the Red Hot Grill. Mrs. Morelli Benford was left with large wounds on her face and swelling so bad it closed up her eyes after the freak accident at her home in Rockwood, Pennsylvania. Mrs. Morelli Benford was trying to move the grate on her barbecue, which, according to this picture, and I'll post a link in the show notes, looks like it was a fire pit that was going pretty good. And they had some type of makeshift grill grate that they were cooking hamburgers over with. I don't know if this specific picture that I'm looking at right now was the exact setup moments before the incredible accident. But looking at the setup, you know, it might be a little country Pennsylvania, if you know what I mean. I'm not saying that I probably wouldn't give it a try in a certain state of mind or I was feeling a little fire pyro guy. That's redundant. I just can't tell exactly what type of material. So there's big iron rod bars and then there's this, I don't know what it is. It's not expanded metal. Maybe it is some kind of expanded metal, kind of finish. But anyway, she was trying to move the grate on the barbecue because the fire beneath it was getting too big and the metal was beginning to bend in the heat. That's a pretty strong fire if it's starting to bend metal. Either that or the metal that you're using is very thin. Like charbroil thin, you know what I mean? Mrs. Morelli Benford was lucky not to have suffered more serious injuries in the peculiar accident. She had to keep her face as clean as possible so it did not become infected, and she used various oils and moisturizers to help her skin heal. So here's what I can ascertain, because the story, although more picture-laden than word-laden, which, by the way, is exactly how I like to read. More pictures, less words. So what I think happened is, As said, the grill grate started bending in. She didn't want the whole thing to just fall into the fire. But if it's bending, like, why save it? It was probably fairly cheaply made. There wasn't a lot of effort put into it. 
She's got a firefighter husband. All this stuff. So they probably could have made a different one. Or another one, I guess, would be better to say. But at the time, she probably thought going in, I want to save it. I, I, I'm wondering what kind of burns she had to have had on her hands. I mean, the way this fire pit is, and it is lit up and going, so I imagine there's some type of grease that's dripping down into the fire, so you're having a 100% complete involved fire that's going, right? So she probably got up, grabbed it with her hands. I'm hoping that she had gloves. I'm hoping that she had gloves. Welder's gloves at that. Maybe they did. Again, firefighter husband, so maybe he has accoutrements to deal with the high heat. Maybe he's a welder too and he has welding gloves. I have welding gloves in my backyard when I start touching hot grill grates. It's a lot easier to figure out where the dexterity is going to come from than burning my fingers off having a good grip on it, right? So that thing starts to cave. I don't know if she tripped or just fell into the fire pit, but the thing that is alarming is that she passed out into the fire. She passed out, or she fell face first into the fire and then passed out. And I'm looking at this picture of her, and it is brutal. Brutal. And I think she passed out, I think, because she probably popped her head on that steel fire pit and literally knocked herself out. Maybe didn't pass out. Or... The other theory here is that I have working. She fell into the fire pit and the heat was so intense. Her body was like, oh my God, that's so painful. I got to pass out right now because I can't handle the pain otherwise. Maybe that's what happened. But, you know, the whole forehead, the eyes swelled shut, bad shape. But really, she's made quite the recovery aside for some you know, red marks of skin up on the top of the forehead. The rest of the face looks wildly healed. So that's great. Very happy for Morelli Benford. Uh, Regina, sorry, Regina Benford. So that just goes to show you, you know, if you're a beginner barbecuer, if you have a fire pit, worse yet, if you have a fire pit and you don't own a grill, don't always assume that if you're not going to put in the effort of putting together a quality aftermarket piece to sit over the top of that fire pit or you've purchased a fire pit that has like a swing-out grill. I've seen those become more and more popular in the big box stores. Lowe's has one right now. It kind of looks like an old cowboy cauldron that has a swing-out. So when you're not cooking, you can just remove it all the way and you have a nice big open burning fire pit. And then if you want to cook on it, you can swing it back around circular. I think Jess Pryles has some type of a circular grill that might be made by Pits and Spits too. This one, much lower scale, but conceptually, don't just go hodgepodging something together because that's going to end really badly because it's in your DNA or makeup as a live fire cooking and grilling enthusiast, no matter what your level, that if you see your made from scratch sitting on the top of the fire pit thing, starting to cave and you're about ready to lose some meals to grab after it and save it. Take the $40 that you're putting together that thing with and save your money for another couple months and then go buy a Weber Kettle Grill. Then save up for a slow and sear, I guess. John, still nothing? Nothing. What is going on? I'm just sitting in a dark space waiting for a phone call. Well, <laughs> John Dawson, I was talking about Regina Benford falling into the fire. Did you see that story? No. John? You said John Dawson. So oh, looked, no, I'm looked. sorry. Yeah, John Dawson, uh, I was going to reference his comment, but did you see the story yeah, about the I lady did. falling in? Yeah. So I did, and I saw her face. John yeah. Dawson, because I said she used various lotions. Uh, 
It puts the lotion on the skin. <laughs> yeah, that's so wrong. Yeah. For, for anybody that doesn't know, that's a Silence of the Lambs reference. It puts the lotion in the basket. That was it a pretty scary the movie back in the, in the day, right? That was a pretty scary movie. Scary today. <laughs> yeah. I'm scared. I would never want to be in a hole like that with a dude looking down on me like that. Yuck. Gross. So, I mean, John, you're a pretty handy guy. If you, By the way, if you don't follow John Solberg on Instagram, you can follow him. Uh, what What's your handle on the Instagrams there, John? JS00. JS00. So you can watch him restore grills, uh, various shapes, sizes, forms, and burn capacities and all this stuff. Um, do you recommend putting a cooking surface over your fire pit? Or are you kind of of my mindset of, you know, have something that you can cook on and reserve it for that and also have a fire pit? Don't go out of your way to make something that you can cook over a fire pit on if you don't have the experience behind you. Or, as in my case, the handyman skills to put something together that can really stand up to heat. Well, there's a lot of things out there that you can put over a fire pit and cook over it, whether it be a tripod, which I use. Yep. They make swing grates that drive into the ground or are on oh, a supported right. base right. that you can swing over the fire pit and swing back. There's there's a lot of great options to cook over a fire pit. They weren't, that wasn't cooking over a fire pit. That was cooking over a conflagration. That was, that was not, a, that was a big fire. Yeah, I mean, it's a big, over. that's a big deal. So, and the thing that it was sitting over the top of, I'm trying to think like the bars look like they might be able to hold up to some heat, but I guess you don't know how hot that fire is. Or really how thick those bars are. And it's not like everything was just going to start falling into the middle and human nature took over. She tried to save it. And I'm, I, did you get the feeling that she hit her head and passed out or that she fell into the fire and her body was like, I got to pass out. Otherwise, we're just going to continue to scream like we are literally on fire. I'm more inclined to think that the body said, we're out of here because there was no big <laughs> gash in the head. It's like, which is kind of, re- you know, it makes me feel good. If I'm in that situation, my body's going to make me not feel it. So I'm like, okay, it's not as terrible as I thought it'd be. <laughs> Yikes. I mean, I just feel like e- in either event, whether you hit your head, you pass out and you fall into the fire, you fall into the fire and your body passes out for you. It's not a position I would rather be in, I guess. No, I, I, I as much as we play with fire, I am afraid of it. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a living, breathing thing. Oh, yeah, it's it's physics and motion. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, um, we got six minutes left for Jess Pryles showing, and we'll see how that works out. So uh, go back to standing in the dark in the corner, John. Thank you. As I'm on it. All right. John in Michigan, your phone call screener. All right, well, so we agree. Regina fell into the <laughs> unfortunately, fell into the fire. Not knocked out, and then her body passed out for her because of pain. Kind of like in the old days when they used to do surgery, they gave you a bottle of really bad whiskey to kind of get drunk on, but eventually they would cause enough pain where your ass just passed out and was like, okay, I got to I gotta be passed out now. Otherwise, you're scarred for life. Speaking of being scarred for life, and this isn't a bad joke to Regina Morale-Benford, This is another story. I don't know if you saw it or not. Fox5Atlanta.com is reporting this. Marijuana disguised as bacon. Who's down? I'm down. Duluth, Georgia police have been warning parents after they found a disturbing new way for teenagers to disguise drugs in their own homes. Wait a second. Kids bring drugs home? Uh-oh. Never happens. Body camera video shows how police discovered while searching teenagers' book bag a plastic container that looked like a package of bacon from a grocery store, but held a half ounce of marijuana. Police called the bag a stink sack. You know what? I've never... Breaking news right here. A Barbecue Central Show exclusive news update. Everybody is going to think I'm lying right now. I'm not lying. I swear to God. I have never even had one puff of marijuana in my life. I'm not even kidding. 
but I know all of the lingo, all the drug stuff, because you got as a parent, you got to be hip on this stuff. I'm always constantly searching Urban Dictionary to find out new words and slang and this and that. I have never heard the term stink sack in my life. John, have you ever heard the term stink sack for marijuana? I have not. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Police called the bag a stink sack purchased and used by marijuana smokers to hide the pungent smell. And a quote, this is the first time I believe we've been in contact with something that disguised weed, said Officer Ted Sadowski. The parents would never know, he said. The discovery happened the afternoon of mid-July off Summit Ridge Parkway. As police said, they spotted a male and a female teenager engaged in the indecent Activity of what? Smoking marijuana or S-E-X? One officer reported he smelled the possible presence of marijuana. And after the teenage driver allowed officers to search the vehicle and his book bag, discovered traces of marijuana on the seat and the bacon-disguised bag full of weed. The teenager, 18, was placed under arrest, police said, while officers said they have seen basic black stink sack bags of marijuana during drug operations. Sadowski showed Fox 5 News, a website full of other stink sack bags, disguised to look like wallets, mail, bread, or other household and grocery items. Also in a quote, it's dangerous what your kids can get into. Buying stuff online, he said, advising parents to question their children about their recreational activities, search their rooms and possessions, and watch for warning signs that teenagers could physically be high. Like what, eating a lot of bacon? I mean, how would you know? First of all, being the good parent that I am, I have mandated years and years ago and made sure that all of my offspring know that because I pay for every damn thing in their life, they have zero privacy. I will routinely go through your rooms, whether you're there or not. I will look in closets, under sleeping bags, in sleeping bags, in pillows, under and in between mattresses, in the skivvies drawers, all that stuff. It's free game for me. I'm going to look, and I don't care, and I will open everything. It's not that I don't trust you. It's that I don't trust you. Besides, I want to make sure that you're leading a good life, not putting yourself in a position to get pigeonholed into something that you will have to work very hard to get out of. No reason to do that now. You can do that the rest of your life making bad business decisions. But especially for this kid, how many times did moms go into the refrigerator and almost pull out the weed bacon thinking that she was going to rip off a quarter pound and make a egg sandwich replete with bacon? She was probably an arm lengths away from getting the weed bag out or the stink sack. Stink sack. We could go in a whole different direction on that. She was probably right there, and my man was feeling really good. Maybe the mom didn't even eat bacon, but the kid ate bacon, so he had a whole best laid plan out. Mom doesn't eat bacon. I'm going to hide my weed in this bacon bag and keep it in the refrigerator. A, it'll stay fresh. B, it'll stay cool. C, mom will never know it's my weed in the house. Is there no better place you can keep your weed? When I was growing up, you gave your weed to your best friend so he could get caught. You know, you give it to your buddy Ted. Ted's dad goes through his stuff, you know, because he's an a-hole parent like me. Goes, Jimmy, is this your weed? Or, Ted, is this your weed? No, I'm holding it for Jimmy. Of course it's not my weed. All right. Well, you're going to be in trouble for it. Sorry, Ted. You give your weed to your best buddy so he gets caught. Come on. How many times do I got to tell you guys? Let me talk to you quickly about Cook Shack before we get to Tales from the Pits. 
Cookshack manufactures smoker ovens for barbecue lovers with any amount of experience, whether you barbecue in the backyard, on the competition circuit, or in a five-star dining facility. Cookshack has the unit that will do the job. And with a full line of barbecue sauces, spices, pellets, and wood chunks, the perfect one-stop shop. Cookshack strives to be your barbecue resource center by offering cooking classes, online recipes, how-to videos, two blogs, smoke and grilling 101s, and a video cooking classroom. Check out their website at cookshack.com or follow them on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Pinterest, Google+. Get advice and share your passion for barbecue on their world-class barbecue forum. They still have one of those, too. Cookshack pellet-fired smokers are the choice of champs because they were designed by a champion at Fast Eddie Morin. The FEC 100, PG 1000, always customer favorites. The PG 1000 can actually double as a smoker and a grill. Low and slow, hot and fast, the pellet grill line gives you the most for your money. If you don't like pellet cookers, refrain from running away. Take a gander at this. They have electric smokers, by the way. They're the number one electric smoker in the industry. High quality means high durability and versatility. Anything you can cook in your oven, you can make in a cook shack. Passion and dedication drives Cook Shack's manufacturing, with quality always being the top priority. Get the best in barbecue since 1962. Call 800-423-0698. That's 800-423-0698. Or visit the website cookshack.com. That's cookshack.com. All right, we're back with the guys from Tales from the Pits. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by National Barbecue News. Dedicated to all things barbecue. Their goal is to introduce new people to the barbecue world while keeping the barbecue newbies and experts informed, right? Across the nation, they obtain this goal by offering timely news stories, new product reviews, barbecue event calendar, and unique recipes inside their printed products. Website, social media pages, and email newsletters by subscribing. All you have to do is go to barbecuenews.com. That's barbecuenews.com. All right, let me go here. Trying to call. Let's try this. Could have could people be calling the wrong number? Could we have gotten into a phone interface issue as well. John, maybe uh, we should reboot here real quick. Or not reboot, but just uh, refresh. You got it. All right. Why not? Let's refresh. You know what? I have my phone here. I could lob a phone call in and see what happens. Uh Uh-oh. We do have an issue, I think. Uh-oh. Double uh-oh. I see him, but I can't get him. Let's see if he's green. Nope. Oh, boy. And now the octopus. All right, where's my Skype? Let me find it. My icons are in the worst possible place all the time. 
can never get them. Is it loading? No. No. I think as we look back on this, this this could go as like one of the worst technically produced shows ever. I think. So let's do this. Suffer through this with me, folks. I'm going to call the call in line. Oops. 777. This could explain why there was no Just Priles either. But let's see what happens. Put it on the speaker so you can hear it. Ringing and ringing. Hmm. Hmm. Like, are we through here? Let me see. Nothing. Yeah, that's the right number, too. That's weird. All right. Well, as we continue down what uh, ends up being a travesty of a ship. Wow. Get that big stuff out of here. That was mega lot. See, everything's, everything's wrong. Everything's bad. That was bad, okay? It was real bad. Things are bad. Things aren't good. They're bad. Even that. Jeez, oh, Pete. All right. We might have been in there, but now we're out of there. Let me get back to this. And let me pull my notes up. I'll tell you who's getting the best laugh out of this. It's the guys from Tales from the Pits. It's the best. They love this. They are going to love it. White Thunder Barbecue is in. Happy to see him. Sorry, we're uh, struggling through some difficulties here, my my guy. But we're trying to get through. Anybody? How come I can't get John on the air anymore? Plus, I had somebody tell me that we were on Facebook. I know we're not on Facebook either tonight. YouTube is probably the place we got to go. That seems to be the, the best way to figure it out. I think. I don't know. All right. Uh, Might have this worked out now. As I had mentioned in the show open, um, last week I had talked specifically about the guys from Tales from the Pit and how they had taken down an episode, and we are locked and loaded. Here we go. Talk to the guys from Tales from the Pits. Guys, thanks for joining me. How are you? Oh, man, Greg, I can't hear these. I can't wait to hear from the Tales from the Pits guys, man. Where are they? This is Tales from the Pits, right? Yeah, we're... Go ahead, guys. No, no. No, this is... This is Who is this? This is Yanni, man. You booked me earlier. You said you wanted to talk to me. I'm from Stories from the Smokers. Yanni? Yanni from Stories from the Smokers. Stories Telling from you the barbecue. <laughs> yeah, that we tell you the barbecue tales from the pit. Okay. All right. All right. Tales from the, uh, the not tales from the pits, but stories from the smokers. And uh, I, Yanni, I have to be honest. I thought I had the guys from Tales from the Pits booked, but it sounds like there oh. might have been some mix up or whatever. But. Um, I, so, I, okay, I mean, let's, uh, evidently they're not here, so can you give me some type of idea of, like, is what's your show about, or, or what's, your, what's your niche in the industry? Oh, we talk all about Texas barbecue, and we're based in Austin, Texas, and we break news left and right. You break news left and right? Every day, we're always breaking news, which is why I wanted to get on your show there, Greg. All right. I got some news to break. I am always somebody that loves a breaking news. In fact, I have this sounder. 
a barbecue central show exclusive news update and I, i'm always playing that when we're breaking news so from a production standpoint yanni um i do have those skills behind me so you're ready to break news tonight on this show is that what you're saying I would like to break the biggest news to hit the barbecue world since we learned that Aaron Franklin was shutting down his barbecue shop. Now, wait a second. Wait a second. I don't know. Like I was going to say, Greg. Yeah. Okay. Then we. The next biggest news is we learned that he wasn't shutting down his barbecue shop. Right. Thank goodness. Are we relieved about that, Yanni? Well, there's actually more news involving Aaron Franklin that I would like to break right now. Really? I am standing in Franklin Barbecue right this second. It is closed. Everyone knows this. It is doing a remodel with a new head chef. And you have that drum roll sound, Greg. All right. Hold on. I love how you're telling me how to produce my show. Guy Fieri! Is going to be the new kitchen manager? (laughs) That's right. Guys, the Eddie. What do you think, Greg? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Uh, my mind is blown. I have no way of actually corroborating your story or uh, I don't I've, you've never called into my show before. I I I don't know what the thing you're telling me the guy from Stories from the Smokers that while Franklin is closed down the new kitchen manager is going to be Guy Fieri, the guy from Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. That's right. Whole new menu, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's on the menu? Well, I always like to start with a side of rootin' tootin' baked beans. <laughs> because the more you eat, the more you toot? You know, I, I talk to Aaron, and he loves this. Yeah. You talked to Aaron? And that was his reaction, too. He, yes, he hired me. I, I love this. Oh, well, he hired me to be his official podcast. I should have told you that. Oh. Uh, okay. uh, we are his favorite podcaster. He chooses us to deliver the news. He put up this sign that says, no shooting, no Putin, no tootin'. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So um, that's one of Guy Fieri's. Signature items, the root and toot and beans. What other menu items are going to be? You know, uh, I, I believe it's long been known that Franklin's Barbecue not too keen on deviating from the from what's on the menu right now. Well, this is 2018. There's a lot of competition, and right. he knows that new school barbecue is a big deal. So uh, <laughs> next on the menu I'm seeing here is the Twerky Turkey, presented by Butterball. <laughs> twerky Turkey? The twerky turkey. It's very catchy. And, and Guy loves the catchy food. And Aaron Franklin is going with a butterball turkey? That seems to be not in his wheelhouse for some reason. I don't know why. I'm just thinking that. Well, as you know, Greg, whenever you're sponsored by someone, I mean, you've got to bow to them. Oh, you have to bow to them? You have to bow to them. Uh-oh. Butterball presents twerky turkey. All right. Twerky turkey. And next on the menu, yeah. we have pull, pulled dork. Pulled what? Pulled dork. Pulled dork. Why dork? Yeah. Well, it, it's like the pulled pork that he used to have on the menu. Yeah. But guy decided he would put these funny little black dorky glasses on top of the pile of pork. <laughs> so the pork's supposed to look like Aaron Franklin? Aaron Franklin. Uh, <laughs> That's right. So what you're saying is, uh, y- Yanni, that... Aaron Franklin has hired you. You're his official podcast, and you're also allowed to make fun of him and his look. I mean, is that going to keep you being his official podcast for very long? He is the nicest man in barbecue, and he will hire anybody. Hmm. Okay, what other menu items do you get? Well, you got to go with the classics. So we have the signature smothered trash lid brisket. Trash lid brisket? Yeah, yeah, that's a seven or eight hour smoked brisket served on a trash can lid huh. and covered in Aaron Franklin's new signature creamy, dreamy barbecue sauce. Oh, my God. Uh, Yanni, I think we've hit the limit here. Where can people subscribe oh, to you? Are you subscribable? I didn't, even, I didn't even tell you about the Franklin Furter sausage dippers. <laughs> the, the Franklin Furter sausage dippers? 
Yes, with creamy, dreamy barbecue sauce. If Guy Fieri is the guy putting... is That was redundant. If Guy Fieri is the person putting this menu together, he should be right there. Where is he? Can I talk hey, to him? Hey, hey, hey! Tell, hey, tell him about the Franklin's Fabulous Fried Fiesta Salad. <laughs> guy, is Woo. that you? Hey, great. That's me, Greg. How come you? Ne- how come you've never come on my show until now? You sound really weird, by the way. Nice laugh, guy. Is this is this guy <laughs> marijuana no, or guy fear? What? What I wanted to tell you. <laughs> sorry, I'm starting some brisket in my throat. What I wanted to tell you, Greg, is I got this great salad on the menu. We got the fried brisket croutons. All over a mayo-infused broccoli slaw slathered in a pale ale vinaigrette. Pale ale vinaigrette. That's <laughs> nice. I right, gotta go back to the kitchen. Here's the host. <clears throat> hey, Greg. Oh. oh, hey, guy. I mean, Yanni. How are you? Yeah, got. Hey. Good, good. Great, man. So I'm glad we could break that news, and I think it'll hit all the presses tomorrow. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, where can people get at you, Yanni? Oh, they can subscribe uh, by going to iTunes, putting in BBQ, and then um, waiting a few weeks, and then my show will show up, hopefully. All right. Thanks for calling in, Johnny. Bye. Johnny. Wow. Hey, look at this. From Spring Valley. Sean, what's up? What's up, Greg? Hey, hey, hey. Got a couple minutes. Um, no, no technical difficulties over here uh well evidently they've been breeding all this evening and you might have just gotten through them luckily but uh i was talking with dr barbecue in the first hour and he said that he is actually going to be out at the delmar racetrack for bet on barbecue so you're uh really kind of that you and uh and your buddy derek kind of the one of the the two three four founding members of this whole situation so tell me a little bit about the event and uh, when it's happening and and all the good stuff that's going to be going on yeah, very exciting. This will be third annual Turf and Surf Barbecue Championship. It's a Kansas City Barbecue Society event. Uh, right now we have register 55 um, KCBS teams. Wow. Uh, ten, 10 of those teams will be competing in the People's Choice. We also have eight local um, restaurants, pitmasters that are going to come out and cook. We also have some seafood uh, companies as well as some dessert companies. All-you-can-eat barbecue uh, includes craft beer, and it's a day at the races. It's kind of uh, pretty pretty incredible to have an event that's a football throw away from the Pacific Ocean. How close are you to track viewing? Is it like right in the infield, or how does that set up? We're, we're actually right at the concert venue. So the concert venue where Kaboo, which is a huge um, concert that goes on after the races are over, mm-hmm. uh, we're right on the right next to the track, so uh, pretty pretty incredible place to barbecue. And now that we're getting people like uh, Doctor Barbecue to come out on behalf of Big Green Egg to put on a live cooking demo, probably do a little podcasting, um, sign some books, and it's going to be a great time. We also have Sam the Cooking Guy coming out, and nice. um, a lot of local local uh, sports media celebrities. So. We're going to have a good time. You mentioned uh, podcasting. Are you going to be getting some stuff for Behind the Smoke, or what's the thought there? That's the thought, yeah. We're going to get some stuff. Hopefully, we'll be able to spend some time with uh, Dr. Barbecue for an episode of Behind the Smoke. Um, it's always challenging to do an off-site recording, but uh, we were able to do it last year uh, with Randy Gill, uh, who is kind of one of our barbecue mentors, and uh, we made it happen, and um, hopefully we can do that with Dr. Barbecue. Uh, Sean, what's the state of California barbecue? I was talking with Sterling Ball, who I know is also going to be competing at that event here in a couple weeks, and he was saying that from a California perspective, contests seem to be dropping off quicker than uh, people infected with the plague, uh, maybe 10, 11, maybe even a dozen competitions here over the last 12 months or so. How are you finding the overall interest in competition barbecue, and is it declining right now, especially in that region? You know, that's a great question. I think we talked about it when we were out at National Barbecue Association with you in Fort Worth. It's one of the things that is top of mind for Derek, um, who owns a butcher shop and helps uh, put on the events with me, uh, Derek Marceau, him and I. California, it's really tough to find a venue that's willing to give you space 
um, if you don't have barbecue teams that are participating in People's Choice. Uh, in order to participate in People's Choice, you pretty much have to be a catering company and mm. have a temporary food facility permit. And it's just a lot of different hurdles that you have to jump through in order to get the space, get the venue. And, um, you know, it's it's getting it's getting more difficult. I don't think the interest in barbecue is declining. I think it's just becoming more challenging from an operational standpoint and an organizer perspective um, to really pull off events that work. Sean, how's the restaurant going right now? Your owner at Cali Comfort Barbecue. What's the business like there right now? Uh, business is great. This is kind of our slow time. Uh, slow time, slower time for the restaurant. We're kind of busier nine months out of the year, uh, kind of on school season. And uh, for us, the restaurant's a little bit slower, but we have a lot of caterings that we do in the off season and um, obviously getting ready for this event coming up and um right after that we put on our amateur barbecue event so we we stay busy what are the dates again for the del mar event del mar events august 19th sunday august 19th uh the day before we load in on the million dollar horse race which is the pacific classic so we'll have all the teams loading in and they'll be able to uh bet on some ponies um, once they get settled in Nice. Uh, all right. So if you're interested, you're going to be out that way. August 19th is the place to be over there at Del Mar Racetrack. See Sean, see Derek, see Dr. Barbecue, see Sam the Cooking Guy, see Sterling Ball, friend of show, of course, yes. And uh, it sounds like it's going to be a great event. Uh, Sean, thanks for doing it, man. Appreciate you coming in. Absolutely. I appreciate you. All right. There he is. It's Sean. He's going back. John, he's coming back to you. We'll see if that works. Uh, and then there was... I don't even know what happened before, Sean. There was te- stories from the smoker, I believe it was. Uh-oh. Right? Yeah. Yanni? All right. Well, that happened. Let me talk to you quickly about the Barbecue Guru before we make tracks out of here. We always believed outdoor cooking should be easy because it can be, especially with the Monolith Barbecue Guru Edition Grill. The Monolith, the world's first temperature-controlled smoker with a built-in power draft fan. This means smarter control, greater freedom with automatic temperature control. Easily choose your cooking time and temperature and let the Monolith do the work of a sous chef or barbecue pitmaster. With minimal effort, you now have oven-like precision at the grill and can serve the tastiest, juiciest meals each and every time. You visit the website, Barbecue Guru. That's BBQGuru.com. BBQGuru.com. Or visit the website. I'm sorry, or call them 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. And they'll make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. All right, let's wrap up the show. Stick around. We will be right back. Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best Triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpy. All right, we are back at... John, any idea what happened there? Which time? <laughs> uh, I guess, like, why we couldn't connect. Um, yeah, I, I have a pretty good understanding of it. Okay. I think I have some information for us. All right, we'll go, uh, we'll go offline after that. And then, you know, every fiber of my being was wanting to play the Yanni music underneath him because I just happened to have that bed ready to go, of course. Previous. But I held back because I wanted to give the guy a little room and see how he was going to work it. But Do you have any belief that that was uh, Guy Fieri and he's the new kitchen manager at uh, Franklin Barbecue? Uh, gun to my head? No, that's not Guy Fieri. You don't think that was Guy Fieri? What are you talking about? I, don't. I guarantee it was. And okay. I will I I will not Andrew, you are not the I will not be deleting this episode of the Barbecue Central show. I'm gonna stand by it. I think that was Guy Fieri and that he's the new kitchen manager because that's what they told. When it happens on the internet, John, what do we know about the internet? Everything on the internet is It's true. Of course. All right, I'm going to wrap up here and see if we can't get out on time. And then I'll uh, catch up with you here after the show, and we'll figure out what the hell just happened. All the way back in the first hour, we talked with Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue. Then, briefly, we talked 
with uh, David Parrish from Adrenaline Barbecue Company, ABC Barbecue. That's B-A-R-B-E-C-U-E, Adrenaline Barbecue Company, abcbarbecue.com with the Slow and Sear product. We'll hook him back up here in a couple weeks. Second hour, Jess Pryles, nowhere to be found. Maybe she got caught up in the call-in monster. Maybe not. We'll see how that works out. And then, while I was planning for Tales from the Pits, I got stories from the smokers. And I think we broke news that Guy Fieri is going to be the new kitchen manager at Franklin Barbecue. I'm going to stick with that. I like that, so I want to believe that. Sean Walchef closed it out, talking about the bet on barbecue. If you're going to be out there on the West Coast, August 19th, check it out. Lots of great stars and local celebs are going to be there, 50 teams or so, 50 plus. It's going to be a great event. Check out. Say hi to Sean. Say hi to Derek. Derek is a ridiculously big human being who I would never cross ever, Derek. Even though you don't talk about me, I love you. All right, big show planned for you next week. We'll see if we can and or how we would reload anybody that we missed this past week. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host of Proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now. Good night now.